As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey guys, it's Sean O'Connell, the managing editor here at Cinema Blend and one of the co-hosts of the Real Blend podcast. And you are joining us for a bonus episode, a very special interview with Zack Snyder the director of Justice League, the Snyder Cut that's on HBO Max. Uh, if you're new to the Real Blend podcast, we are a weekly show that dives into all of your entertainment needs. Uh, but we have also become a great platform for directors who want to come by and talk long form about the movies that they have coming up, movies from their past, and really get into their process. And so Zach was someone that we wanted to get on for a long time. I mean, we've been tremendous fans of Zack Snyder's films and specifically the works that he's done in the DCU. Uh, I wrote a book called Release the Snyder Cut, and it's all about uh, the fight to bring Zack Snyder's Justice League uh, to light, essentially, when when uh, this was a forbidden movie that nobody was going to get a chance to see. Uh, in the book, you'll have uh, exclusive interviews with Zack Snyder. So Zack has known about the show and has always said he was going to come around. And so this was a real thrill to get him uh, to come on and talk about Justice League. One of the things that was really special about this, too, is that he joined us on the day that the Snyder Cut was released on HBO Max. And he just seemed kind of loose and laid back and, and just, you know, taking a victory lap. And it was great to get him to talk about uh, such things as the nightmare sequence that he was able to film and some of the ways that he got uh, the cameos to fit into the movie and negotiating with the studio. He talked about some of his theatrical plans for bringing the, the Snyder Cut around. So, And also, I do want to point out the fact that this is going to be a full spoiler conversation. If you haven't yet seen all four hours of Zack Snyder's Justice League, make sure you go and watch that on HBO Max before you dive into the conversation because we're going to get into some specific details. So without further ado, uh, a bonus episode of Real Blend this week. We're also going to have a, a full episode coming later, but we didn't want to wait for you guys to be able to chance to listen to this. It's Zack Snyder joining the Real Blend podcast, talking all about the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Literally delirious, so I might spill the beans about something. Well, after that Vanity Fair article, I don't have anything to spill. I'm sorry. After Bresnikan got to you, I don't. We have nothing left, Zach. That Vanity yeah, Fair article. But by the way, he sat in my house and just like fed me wine and stuff. And I, no, he <laughs> that's the secret. That's how huh? he does it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that, We'd be that willing that to do that. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. I'll send over Aviation Gin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <All> right. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's funny because like that tweet, what I meant was that I would come over and we would watch the theatrical cut and Green Lantern. But I just feel like people didn't really, I, I wasn't clear enough. You know, sometimes so, on Twitter, I'm not that great at Twitter, I'll be honest. And so, you know, you gotta, there's a trick to how specific you should be about a thing and how much you should let the fans dissect it. But yeah, you know, sarcasm gets lost on social media. Well, Zach, it's funny you brought that up because that actually was something we were going to get into in the interview. But since since you mentioned it, um, when I read that tweet, I actually read it as you were saying the theatrical 2017 cut to watch with okay, Green Lantern. Cool. So, cool. So, the, so I guess my question would have been, now that your film is out, would you actually consider watching that cut in that type of format? Just Because he watched Green Lantern for the first time yesterday and he was just kind of having fun with it. Would you yeah. be curious to see it? Uh, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, uh, yeah, not yet. Maybe, maybe at some point, but I just think it's, it's too, uh, yeah. Too well, let's say we're celebrating the release of your true Justice League and you're talking to us on the day that it came out, man. We cannot thank you enough for, for taking the time to come on the of podcast. Course, of course. But I want to take you back to uh, a more special day, which is May 20th, 2020, uh, mm -hmm. which your fan base is going to celebrate as a national holiday. I That's literally great. think that every year when that comes around, uh, it's gonna be something that they've circled on the calendar, they will remember it always. I wanna know what your mindset was like that morning, the night before, like, is it really Christmas day for you also? Cause I thought the meanest thing that you did was made us sit through Man of Steel, a movie that we adore. <laughs> but the whole time we were like, is this gonna be it? Is he finally yeah, gonna yeah. do it? And then um, Cavill. You know, I didn't, uh... I didn't mean it to seem like torture. And, and I'll say for me, it wasn't necessarily like, I'd already experienced the sort of like, okay, we're really doing this. Like, you know, Debbie and I had like had a glass of champagne out on the patio and we had already kind of, you know, this was a couple of days later. Ah, maybe it was only one day later, I think. Yeah, because, um, you know, I had gotten, um, you know, we, we had gotten into this whole concept about like, you know, how we should, you know, reveal it. Yeah. And uh, it just seemed like the watch party seemed like a really cool idea. And I called Henry and said, Henry, will you do this with me? Cause like, you're, you're my boy. And he was <laughs> like, absolutely. So it was pretty, it was pretty in that way. It was, it was, it was cool. Um, but I, uh, I was kind of having fun with it at that point, I guess, you know, I was kind of, it was kind of just the work hadn't really, we hadn't really realized how much work it would be. Um, <laughs> we were still kind of in that kind of like, oh, yeah. Finishing 2,600 visual effect shots, no problem. Why, why not? So, yeah. Yep. You know, Zach, uh, I've been a fan of your uh, use of slow motion for years. I think that you have perfected the art of it. It looks absolutely beautiful when we watch it. Um, there's a scene that I want to specifically ask you how you did and kind of how it looked on set specifically, because I find the way you photograph it, obviously, whether it be Fabian Wagner, whoever you're working with as a DP, it's just beautiful to look at. Um, the side eye that Henry gives to Flash as he runs by him. Oh, yeah. Um, is just an incredible sequence, but that whole fight yeah. scene, could you give us an idea of, uh, of, do you film it with a higher frame rate? Are you going a thousand yeah, yeah. frames per 100%, second? Um, we shot, I think those shots were, I want to say that they were like the frame rate was, I don't think it was 120. I think they were a little less than that, like a, hmm. maybe 100 frames per second, something like that. 
wasn't crazy high speed, but also there was this thing where they were kind of mimicking. We've done this thing. We started doing it on 300 because we couldn't, the cameras couldn't go slow enough. <laughs> so we would have the actors like act a slow motion thing. Like that was more, it was like slower than we could shoot. You know, like we like, you know, like you'd see that, you know, I th we did a lot in Watchmen actually, like all those fish hits are just the actors like posing um, oh, wow. because we just couldn't, we didn't have a high speed enough film camera to do it. And then we would put elements in CG that were in actual the same frame rate to let you think like, oh my God, <laughs> it really is that slow. So, um, and that I think was one of the techniques that I think we did with Henry there because, you know, the idea was like, you know, he's holding, you know, Cyborg and, and Wonder Woman and Aquaman. And then, you know, he does the look over at Flash. And like, you know, that was a thing that we thought really early. Like, I, I, I go, I really want to do that thing where Flash is in Flash time, a place where when he's there, he's kind of safe, you know, <laughs> and it's kind of his, his own world. But the only person who's ever noticed him in that world is Superman, of course, who mm -hmm. can actually see him in that, in his, in his, when he's in Flash time, you know, like Superman's like, oh yeah, there you are. What do you mean? <laughs> no. I'm going to fight you in here. So it's pretty, that's pretty, we always thought that was really fun. You know, I someone circled too. the name Ben Parker on the monument behind Flash when he lands. I don't know if it's that, that's intentional or not, but someone found the name Ben Parker. Oh there, yeah. Which I just well, found to I mean, be like a fun Spider-Man nod. You go through those names, there's a few names in there actually that are, uh, well, you, I'll leave that. And now we can. <laughs> All right, stay right here. I'm going to go watch it really quick and I'll be right back. <laughs> uh, you know, Zach, I, I know that we got the chance for you to go out and and, uh, and shoot a new scene, the, the, the Joker scene that everyone's talking about. But, you know, you did all of this work under the umbrella of COVID restrictions. So I'm just sort of curious that if all of this had happened at a time where COVID restrictions weren't a thing, did you have more plans to go out and shoot more stuff? Or like, are there scenes that we just simply didn't get because of COVID I mean, restrictions? You know, I mean, I'll just be frank. The studio didn't want me to shoot anything. Like one of the one of the rules of making the Snyder Cut was that the studio said no shooting of any kind. Mm. Um, and then I just, of course, shot stuff anyway because I was like, <laughs> suddenly, wait, there's rules now on the Snyder Cut. I didn't know there was like that seems unfair. <laughs> um, it's called so the yeah, Snyder so Cut. <laughs> yeah, it was like. Snyder cut, but with <laughs> some caveats. Uh, so, um, and I mean, you know, and frankly, there are those caveats because, uh, you know, I, there was a lot of things and I won't list them here that the studio did not want me to have in the version, my version of the movie. Hmm. Um, and I think, frankly, that was all just because, you know, they, they have their own cinematic universe and that's great. And they were afraid that, what I did might, they didn't want it to, you know, because they consider the theatrical cut uh, as canon. And, um, you know, my cut as the Elseworld other kind of cul-de-sac, we know the terms. And so um, they were like, please don't do anything you know, like no dark side coda that can't be in there. You know, those are the kind of things that were in there. But I, and I was like, sure, okay, great, do it. 
Um, that's kind of, <laughs> and, and I mean, not to be, and I didn't mean to be subversive and rude, but I just, that was the, the thing that fans wanted that the, the, the deal I had made with the world was that they were going to get like the unencumbered Zack Snyder version of Justice League. That was just, and I honestly felt like, I mean, I don't think anybody in the same position I was would, would feel any, like, I wasn't cheating. I wasn't doing like, oh, you broke the rules, <laughs> rules, that's uncool. Like, like you know, I, <laughs> I think that, you know, they've got like a whole bunch of movies. I have one, like, you know, I, I don't have like, you know, like they can, you know, you can, you know, I'm not getting paid. I'm doing this for free. Like, you know, it's like, you know, I don't understand. So anyway, my point is only that, um, yeah. So what happened was I shot a couple of scenes here in the driveway. I shot. Um, what, in your, what, 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 in your driveway? What do you mean? I shot uh, Martian Manhunter, um, the shot of Harry Lennox, that a shot I didn't have of him leaving Martha's apartment. Yeah. I shot it right down <laughs> Uh, right in the right down in the driveway. That's and then amazing. When, and we did have a Green Lantern scene in the movie um, that the studio asked me to take out that I did also shoot here in the driveway um, with this guy, with this, with a, an actor that, you know, amazing actor. Um, uh, and so who was going to play John Stewart? Who was John Stewart? And then the studio, when they saw the movie and they saw that I had done every single thing I, that they had asked me not to do, um, we had come to a bit of a, you know, a loggerhead. And I just felt like, you know, so in the negotiation, uh, we got this Batman versus um, Joker scene out of it. And then we also, I was like, look, I'm not going to take a person of color out of the movie. Can I at least put, Martian Manhunter now at the end of the movie. So that's why I had to reshoot that scene because the original version we had shot Ben's side in England and we just didn't have a Green Lantern. So I had one side of it, but I just didn't have the, um, and it was green light all over him. So I couldn't use it. So you know? Ben's dialogue in that scene is still, the, he was supposed to be talking to a lantern. It, it's about, it's about 75% the same dialogue that he was saying to a Green Lantern. To, wow. So you told uh, Josh Horowitz at MTV to pay attention to the the pullout shot and, you know, that, that something's happening with Wayne Manor. Well, if you um, look at Wayne Manor, if you still, it's like under construction okay. and they're basically turning it into um, Justice League headquarters. In that, oh, in that scene. Because I stared yeah. at that thing like for a half an hour today. <laughs> it's hard. In IMAX, you can really see it. But I, <laughs> we have a giant TV. I have a pretty big TV. Too, so. Wait, do you do you have a, a completed shot of your Green Lantern? Like, do you like do you know what your Green Lantern looks like? Maybe. <laughs> mm, I think I know who the actor is too. I've heard from heard from a lot of people, but I won't say. Well, how do you Because you haven't you haven't said it. I'll let. I'll well, let for you another time, that that you know, I just yeah. like. It's the day after. Like, I don't want to yeah, start, you know, yeah, like, let's not get them riled up again. <laughs> no, no, no. We don't want to do that. Um, Zach, one of the one of the topics of conversation when everybody loved to dissect this over the course of three years uh, was, you know, in addition to it couldn't exist, uh, but like it's not finished enough. You know, like it wouldn't be presentable if if they were able to release the Snyder Cut. And you never really came out to to defend it on record or say one thing one, one sh way, shape or form. Um, but. My question was, when you had that cut, uh, when you had the version over the 
three years, how often did you really just tinker on it? Like you say, like, you have to go out and shoot stuff because that's what you do. But were you sort of, like, perfecting it? Were you sort of refining it, it over the No, years? it was in pretty... I mean, as far as I'm concerned, the drama and the, the, the way the scenes were laid out is pretty much the movie that you have. Oh, cool. I, mean, I would say 90% hmm. scene structure, the title cards, kind of where they were. We kind of moved around a little bit, but hmm. 90%, they're kind of where they are. Um, and um, so... So I would say that most of the work that we did was visual effects work. That's what I did over the last, you know, 2,600 visual effects shots. Now was the movie, could you watch it? Yes, you can watch it. You could watch the old, the, the previous version and it's definitely watchable, but you know, it's like I said, I go look, you know, I don't, because when they first called, you know, the whole call was like, we want to release the movie. We just don't want to spend any money on it. Mm -hmm. We just want it. We want to release it off your laptop. Is that cool? And I was like, no chance. <laughs> it's it's not, well, it's just, it's not, you know, you win all three of those things. I, yeah. lo I lose if I do that. And mm -hmm. I go, it's just not worth it to me. And it's not worth it to, to me to do that to the fans because they've put too much work into this. And I know that a lot of fans would go like, we don't care, we just want to see it. Yeah. And, uh, but I was patient and I thought that, you know, I did say, I've said, I, I thought it'd be like 10 years, maybe. Right. You know, that they would go like, okay. Finally. It's worth <laughs> some DVD, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, you had leverage, yep. you used it. Yeah. Zach, uh, one of my favorite uh, experiences ever in a cinema was seeing BVS in 70 millimeter IMAX at AMC Century City. And like, I, just going off of what Nolan had created in The Dark Knight and using those 65 millimeter IMAX cameras and just kind of that whole 143 experience is just an outstanding cinematic experience to have. Um, and so my, my thing about that was the IMAX scenes were just so incredible to watch. And with Nolan involved as a producer on your films and Emma Thomas as well, how, what was Nolan's role within the Snyder Cut release in the sense of were you, did he, had he seen the four hour cut? Did you screen it for him in IMAX? Like how, how involved is he in that at all? He saw it the other day. The first time I showed it to him was about a couple weeks ago. Oh. <laughs> we, we screened at, um, at uh, Universal City Walk, just him yeah. and I and a handful of other people. And I mean, City Walk. Yeah. At City Walk. Yeah. 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 And we, we watched it up there and, and, you know, it was really cool to see him. I mean, he was really, he was really kind um, about it afterward. And we've had great conversations about it. And he's, um, you know, he's a producer on the movie. So it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's partly his, <clears throat> but um, yeah. And, and I think as far as the cool thing was um, when we were doing BBS, um, you know, JJ was shooting um, Star Wars. That's how long ago we shot BVS, by the way. <laughs> yeah. and, J and JJ had that one IMAX scene when they were running on uh, the 65 yeah. mil camera, yeah. Yeah, and so he had, um, we had cameras and he had cameras. Now, the problem is Chris has a lens that he had made at one point. And it's a really, it's a, it's, it's an important, it's like, um, it's a, it's a, it's a really good lens close focus, I don't know, I forget what it, 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 it does something that the other lenses don't do. So I was always struggling to get it from JJ and I'd be like, Chris, get your damn lens. <laughs> you know, I need it. <laughs> Star Wars 
tell those Star Wars guys they have to get in line. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is like our lens. Like they can't. So anyway, so that was helpful, I think. But you use it on BVS though? There are shots you use it? Yeah, yeah. We use it like like the close-up of like um of um Lois's hand with the ring, the low angle with the she has the dirt in her hand. So oh, it's kind of like you know that shot. Yeah, it's, um, that shot's on that lens. Exactly. Our, our favorite movie of last year was collectively Tenet. We were just curious if you saw Tenet and what your thoughts were on it. I've seen Tenet a few times. Um, I saw it at Warner Brothers um, in the big theater in the Ross. Um, me, and, uh, me and Eli saw it there. And then um, I saw it again over at Chris's house at his theater in his house. <laughs> oh, and, um, I really like, I really love Tenet. I think it's... Um, it's a masterpiece. It, it's just awesome and i can't imagine watching that with nolan yeah, yeah. does he have a film projector <laughs> the first in his time house? i watched it with his yeah he has a film projector at his house so <laughs> wow wow uh zach i'm gonna push you a little bit further on an answer that you gave me at the during the tv junket for uh sure. for for justice league and you I, I told you that i really 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 want to see your cinematic version of the joker killing robin and you yeah. did tell me about the you did, you told me about the, the graphic novel series that's going to be coming out, and and, and I think that's going to be great. But I want to see you well, direct that scene. I'll be honest; I don't know that. I mean, we talked about um, a graphic novel, and that would be amazing. But I don't like. Well, I don't. I, I'm I don't interested the, in the, the, the. I like you know Jim Lee. Uh, you know you you know I don't know, but I will say that certainly within the um, the construct of the movie that we never made. Mm-hmm um or have not made uh there's a scene there was a scene where kind of like there's this last supper before they go and try and heist the mother box to build to because that's the piece they need to jump flashback and um everyone kind of it's like a confessional you know because they all think they're going to die and so everyone sort of tells us a small story and joker tells the story of of killing Robin. And we see it as its own, as its own little sort of aside, which now we're famous for. Uh, these movies have these kind of asides. And so that would be, that would be fun to sort of, you get to see, you know, the build up and the whole, the why of it and everything. Will you tell me how he did it? I uh, know, I won't tell you how he did it. <laughs> do, do you uh, know how he did it? I do, I do know how he did it. Um, but I will say there was a good fight. Um, there's a good fight. Like Robin doesn't die. You know, he goes down swinging. Let's say it that way. I I love that. Like we're finally on the day of the release of your (laughs) film. And on the day of, we're like, so this other thing that you've got yeah. cooking, what are we, <laughs> watch yeah, when, when are we going to get that? <laughs> watch the movie. You're like, we've all seen that a bunch of times. Now we want to talk about that. Um, <laughs> this episode of Real Blend is brought to you by Marvel Strike Force. Marvel Strike Force is a mobile squad RPG that allows you to battle with your favorite team of superheroes and supervillains in a fight to save the universe against threats like Doctor Doom and Apocalypse. 
Power up your favorite characters and build a team to complete missions, unlock gear and other resources, and even challenge other players in PvP modes such as Alliance War and Arena. New ways to battle with your roster are released regularly and the meta is constantly evolving. And now you can sign on for Marvel Strike Force's new Deadpool Anniversary event in order to receive a generous gift containing character shards, an anniversary diamond orb, gear, and other great items. Better yet, each week during the Deadpool anniversary, players can complete events and receive even more special rewards and skins. If you want to get in on all the fun of Marvel Strike Force, be sure to use our promo code MAXPOOL, that's M-A-X-P-O-O-L, and thank you to Marvel Strike Force for supporting the show. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. All right, while we're in the nightmare sequence, um, because it's out and people have now seen what you've done with uh, two nightmare sequences in this Justice League cut, I'm going to ask you three quick spoiler questions to see what you'll elaborate on, uh, to see what you'll clarify. Number one, on your DC story timeline, um, how far into the future does the nightmare take place? Are we talking like years or a relatively short timeline? The actual full fall of Earth is maybe a year or two later. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Maybe and, and maybe longer. I don't know, but not not ten years, but not probably not five years, but somewhere it's it's well they've been on the on the lamb for a while. Okay. Um because you can imagine that um the bat long enough where they've sort of taken their eye off the bat cave as a as a place that they might be. Okay. Um Superman is very clearly in his black and silver at the end of the uh, movie. Correct. When Henry pulls his shirt open. Uh, but in the nightmare sequences, he's back in the blue and red since uh, BVS. He's in the black suit when he's holding the dead Lois. Correct. Yes. Right. But then something else happens that gets him back in the blue and red. Well, in my mind, once he succumbs to anti-life, he goes back into the blue and red. Okay. Oh, okay. Interesting. All right. Um, who is the dead lantern in the ruins of the Hall of Justice? Isn't, isn't it obvious? No. Is it Kilowog? It's Kilowog, yeah. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. Good. Right. Thank you very much. Cool. Yeah. I was like, we do that bad? No, no, no. Again, I'm, yeah. I'm like zooming yeah. in. I got to yeah. see it as much as I can. Yeah. But the, so that Kilowog. wasn't Kilowog in the history lesson then? No. In the history yeah, lesson, it's, um, what is that dude's name? I have to look it up. It's like, okay. he's like the, he's like the ancient lantern. Like, the, he's like the prehistoric <laughs> lantern. If you do like, we did a deep dive on like, prehistoric lanterns we found this drawing of that kind of weird duck face lantern and we were like yeah. that's him there he is it was that's iconic. Dope. it was like painted on a cave or something you know we found 
The history lesson, by the way, is incredible. It's such an amazing yeah, it's sequence. A, so, so I, I pressed play on the film for the fourth time today, and it, it is one of the most incredibly paced films. It goes by so quickly. I've enjoyed every minute of it. I think the score that Junkie XL did is amazing, combined with <laughs> that amazing soundtrack choices that you do. I love that singing moment in the, when when Batman and Aquaman are talking. Um, one thing I'm actually interested in asking you is going back to the Joker scene for a second. I love the way that scene goes in and out of focus. I thought that was a yeah. really cool thing and i wanted to ask are you dp'ing that scene or, or did yeah, i or shot did that scene. i shot that scene you know i've just done i just finished army which is a much more organic movie and it's very like you know and i operated and shot that movie in it yeah it kind of a, it's more in the style of maybe army than say in the job and i thought it was cool because like we're in the nightmare world yeah. so might as well just like do the it's nice, short, focusy. You know, I think I use the dream lenses even to shoot the scene. So, Zach, oh, I was wow. texting these guys from the set. We got to go to Army when we came to Atlantic City. And All I, right, I, that's right. I got the. I was texting these guys saying Snyder has a camera in hand. He's laying on the floor of a casino. He's like right in these people's faces. Yes, <laughs> you got to imagine this man. He's living the dream. It was so great. And yeah. you went back to digital on that movie, right? Because you've been shooting film. I've never shot whole... anything digitally until this movie. Until well, until Army. And but we did shoot the the nightmare scene we shot digitally. So, oh wow, oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, um, Zach, we a few weeks ago got uh, the the news that Warner Brothers was considering rebooting Superman. There's a new writer that they were bringing in. Um, there there's even talks that we might be getting a black Superman. Um, and yeah. I, you know all that sounds great and it sounds fantastic and it sounds exciting. Okay. Um, but I got to be honest with you, I love Henry Cavill as Superman. Like he he is he is my Superman. Um, do you think? It's. Do you think we will ever see him as Superman ever again? I don't know. I honestly, I honestly don't. Know. I mean, I think. I don't. Yeah, I honestly don't know. I mean, I don't know if that's. I mean, of course, if I was to make a movie, Henry would be Superman. That goes without saying. Um, but I just don't know if the studio has an appetite for that. And, and I don't know if they want to have him, you know, in the Flash movie or is there a cameo or something, you know, like they're doing with Ben or. How do you waste that? How do you waste that, that perfect casting and that perfect pairing of actor to character? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, he got I mean, three you're... really strong movies. You know? Yes, like, he yeah. did. Well, yeah. By no means am I complaining. It's it's more of a just me being selfish and wanting I more. Wish we had well, more. I mean, yeah. I think that like you know the, the thing that's cool you know that I that I've talked about quite a bit is that um, in the two movies that were to follow this movie, um, you basically have the fall of Earth, and 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 Superman is like the main villain mm. of that movie, mm-hmm. and then after the timeline is rung back. And Batman, after Batman's sacrifice, Superman becomes the de facto head of the Justice League. And then he becomes the main hero of the final film. So you literally, in two films, he has to go, you know, from the really the like destroyer of worlds to the savior of everyone. And I think that that's just, I mean, in a lot of ways, Superman is the biggest arc of anyone in the whole thing, you know? And we did that on purpose because, and maybe it was overcompensation for, you know, the notion that Superman normally doesn't change very much, you know, in, in a lot of the Superman runs, like he doesn't, 
he's kind of like, his morality is like kind of rock, a rock that everyone breaks all against. And we were like, let's just really stretch Superman as far as we can, because we just think, well, and frankly, we just like, we have such a great Superman, Henry can do it. So why not? Like, you know, because by the end of the three movies, you'd have, or the end of the whole thing, Superman has saved the world and united the world in peace and defeated Darkseid. Hmm. And then, you know, and then, I mean, their son, in my mind, their son had no powers. Like the child that's born is, is he has no, and maybe, maybe though, when Lois comes to him in the, in Heroes Park, he also can sense that she's pregnant with, you know, that's a possibility. Mm. Well, we did see a pregnancy test. In we a sure did. Yes. We sure did. And when, Force when, majeure. when Bruce um, <laughs> congratulates, um, <laughs> Or my, they're heading that back into convention for the pregnancy chest. I think that's that great. <laughs> um, Bruce congratulates uh, Clark as yeah. they're heading back. Congratulations, into the... by the way. And also like she's got the bassinet. Yes. So all that's very, very deliberate. Um, yeah. Zach, I know very you've been negotiating. Yes, very deliberate. <laughs> uh, you've been negotiating with the studio and, you know, to, you made a lot of concessions to get this out. But I'm wondering if there has ever been any conversation that like, I know right now this is very much a play for HBO Max to get subscribers. Uh, they want to make sure that this is where you come to see it. But do you have a clause that says like in a year from now, six months from now, I'm going to take it theatrically. You are a theatrical director. We want to see your stuff on the big screen. Is yes. that on the table? Uh, what's on the table is I think they have given me um, a handful of charity screenings in IMAX. Okay. Um, so cool. as we go forward, um, I'm going to do a handful of charity screenings, um, couple in color, couple in black and white. And um, yeah, so that's my plan, you know, as we head toward the fall. Uh, and then like with, with the Nerd Queens, um, we really want to do like, a, I want to do like a Zach Con 2 or a Snyder Con 2. And the idea there would be to do IMAX like weekend where we would do um, Man of Steel, BVS and Justice League in sort of a three-day event and try and get like, you know, as much of like the people who made the movie and cast and whoever, you know, will ever help us out as a huge charity event oh. and as a huge little kind of like fan gathering with cosplay and the whole, like, a, you know, like a real celebration of the whole thing. Oh. Zach, there's literally a true IMAX theater right outside my window here in Chicago. I'm looking at it right now. So if you need a, a access to a theater and a place to crash, this is the place to run. And, and I know you know Chicago because you shot some stuff here. So you know, Zach, I, I think the aspect ratio choice you made in this film is is genius. Uh, I, I and, and one of the things I love about it, I, I truly mean that. And I love right. that Man of Steel was wide. I love that BVS was wide and tall, and now we're fully tall. Um, and uh, the whole, dead, by the way, and the and the re-release I think is any BVS. day now, right? Hmm? Tuesday. Yeah. I want to say it's next Tuesday. Tuesday yeah, because I they literally just brought me my DVD. I just put it in. I was like, oh. 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 I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see it. So I wanted to ask you, like, at the beginning of the movie uh, on the HBO Max platform, there's a, there's like a note at the beginning that basically says yeah. the movie's being presented in four by three and one three three. I think it's a brilliant choice because it's to me it was more immersive. I was honed in on the on the middle of the screen. I, I was looking up and down. It gave it so much. It was tall 
epic, but also intimate at the same time. And I wanted to ask just for people out there who are watching this that don't necessarily know about aspect ratios or confused about them. What, what are your thoughts on maybe like people seeing that for the first time being confused by the black bars? I mean, I'm just curious what your, where your thoughts are on that. Yeah, I guess like, you know, for me, for me, it was like, you know, it's such a kind of like personal thing that I was just, you know, we, I considered it for a minute, for a minute. Even one six six, I considered. I considered three. Look, our my the film is called this. This the 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 code name for the film is one six six, right? Oh. And, and that's like when we talk about it, it's like well, everything's one six six, like on you know the sort of insiders call it one six six. And now oh. the funny thing about that and sort of meta thing about one six six is one six six was the compromised ratio um, yeah. aspect ratio that I was considering. Mm. And when 6.6 six is sort of the Kubrickian, um, yeah. it's not, a, it's a little wider than Academy, right? Robin Wright just shot, uh, uh, land in that format. Yeah. Land in that format, okay, great. Yeah. So when I was in prep on this movie on Justice League, I said, I'm gonna shoot the movie in full app. And my compromise will be I will release the movie in 166 so you get a little, so everyone's not so freaked out by the giant square, right? And um, they were like, it's impossible to show a movie in 166 in a theater. <laughs> and I was like, what? what? Really? That, doesn't, that doesn't make any sense because movies were shown like that in theaters for quite a while. Um, but they were like, well, you know, I just don't know that people are going to be able to crop it correctly and it's going to be... so." I made a compromise to 185 for theatrical only. And then the compromise was I will, and I, and I even said, I'm like, look, the movie's not really framed for 185, but I'll, I'll do it because clearly I was, I was getting browbeaten a little bit. And so I said, I'll do it as long as we maintain 143, 133. I, I shot it in 133, and I, as long as we have a 143 version of the movie in IMAX. And they, everyone was like, great. Um, of course, all those plans got, you know, chucked in the shitter. Yeah. Um, but the um, thing that was cool was that's the way the movie was shot. And so when it came time to re to put it back together again, I, I really wanted to put the 143 back because, or the 133, which is, the, you know, Academy aspect ratio. Um, because I... That's the way the movie was framed. And, and if you watch it, like I would compare scenes, even in 166. No, I, I didn't look at any 185. That was the studio mandate. That like, I was like, that's crazy. Mm. But I looked at 166 and 133. And for me, I was like, there's no comparison. It's just like a bigger Ugh. look at the crop. You would never go back. You know, the snow falling is gorgeous. Oh, just and awesome. Like, yikes. Who cropped this? Why would they do that? Um, but um, yeah, and I just think that people, it's like anything. Like, remember in like when movies really started to get letterboxed and everyone was freaked out, like, oh, mm -hmm. what's wrong with my TV? There's black bars on the top and bottom. What I'm missing. What 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 part of the picture is under there? <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, well, and that's the great thing about Justice League, the black bars understand there's nothing under there that's the right. full that's the way it was shot you know i can do a video maybe i'll do a video and explain i'll show a frame and be like this is what i think i did that but i can do it again 
That would be really cool. <laughs> I, I, I think it's a brilliant choice. So thank you for doing it. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Uh, Zach, we're out of time, uh, and we cannot stress enough how thankful we are for you taking the time on the day that your movie comes out. Um, yeah. This movie has been extremely important to us. The whole journey has been phenomenal. This is one of the greatest stories. It's truly unprecedented. It's unlike anything we've ever seen. You wrote the book. Yeah, I did write the book. I didn't want to mention the book, Zach. I'm, I'm not that bad of a, of a whore. I hope you enjoy the book. I hope you get a chance to flip through it. I mentioned it. Yes, thank you. And if you do anything, at least the messages in the back of that book from the fans are are something that truly moved me and showed me how global uh, and passionate your fan base is. Man, well, I love the fact also that we crashed all the HBO Go servers this morning and that they're having a hard time. So uh, that's pretty, that's pretty. Shows, shows there's some interest in this movie. Yeah, so. A little bit. A little bit. Uh, yeah. We'll get you back for Army. How about that? You come back on Absolutely. for Army. Absolutely, back for Army, ready to go. All right, brother. Thank you so much for your time, man. We really appreciate it. We want to thank Zack Snyder for joining us on the Real Blend podcast. Hopefully we will get him back for Army of the Dead. Very excited for that film to come to Netflix. Uh, if you are new to Real Blend, thank you so much for checking us out. You can keep up to date with all of the things that we have coming to us by keeping track of all of your normal podcast platforms. If you're watching us here on the YouTube channel, please go down and hit subscribe, turn on your notifications, and every single time we put a new video up, you guys will be the first ones to hear about it. As I mentioned, we are going to have a full episode of Real Blend coming up this week. We'll get into whatever news decides to break before that we record, and we're going to have special guest Adam Wingard, the director of Godzilla vs. Kong. He's talking about all that monster movie mashup and giving us some teases about his face-off sequel, which you definitely do not want to miss. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.